Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders sparking the rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in the heartland of America. Hey, I'm your host, James Bell, and I am thrilled to share the studio today with my friend, Edwin Ortiz, who is CEO and co-founder of Rejoicey. Edwin, (laughs) welcome to the studio. James, a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah. so. You know, I, d- I didn't mention it just then, but I'll, I'll add born out of necessity. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to empower the passions of entrepreneurs to the easiest e-commerce platform on the planet. So I get ready. You're going to love hearing about this. Hey, I'm excited to finally have you here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Wonderful. Really looking forward to it. What would you like our audience to know about you? Oof. I'd like the audience to know that I have like this deep desire to help people pursue their passion. And that is the reason why we're doing Rejoicey. I've been a maker since I was pretty young. I was born in Mexico City, started making perfumes when I was eight, have been starting businesses ever since. Moved to the U.S. when I was 15 with my family. And ever since, I mean, I've been either running a business or pursuing business school or figuring out ways to really create something that people want. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in this area in Northwest Arkansas. I'm a father of two daughters, 10 and 6, been married for 11 years, and, and really love the fact that we, we all have something special that we were here to do, I, I believe. And, and I find a ton of joy in helping people pursue those things. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Wonderful. Well, Edwin, we first met in 2019, um, not in Bentonville, but at the Start of the Year Summit in Memphis, where I just happened to live at the time. And I remember it clear as day. It was a beautiful, sunny day. We were on the club level of the the minor league ballpark, Uh looking out over the stadium. And that's where we first got to know each other. Yes. And I made myself a couple of notes here, but you... Oh, I should say you told me at that time, not about Rejoicey, but about Luncher. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll come to that. Well, I'll tell you I, that I knew somehow at that time that you would find a way to make your fledgling startup work. And even if by sheer determination and passion, that's, that's what I got out of that conversation. Really, your, I thought, ability to instantly connect with folks and fire them up about it as well. And that's what I learned in the, the first few minutes uh, of meeting you. What I didn't know was this was roughly September or October 2019. I didn't know, though, of course, about the crisis that would soon follow. And I feel like this is a really good place to start this conversation. Will you talk about Luncher and what happened that led to Rejoicey? And of course, be sure and tell us about Rejoicey and how it works and so on. Sure. Sure. So 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, I remember that clearly when, when we met in, in Memphis. So yes, we got invited to Startup of the Year. We were part of the finalists to, you know, to be the Startup of the Year. So we're super excited. We have been growing Luncher for uh, a little over a year. And up until March of 2020, we had been in a pretty good trajectory. So we grew to uh, over 80 offices, just so I guess the, the audience knows. Luncher was a platform that allowed people to order lunch and get it delivered for free to their office. So the idea was to use efficiencies, the efficiencies of delivering to offices to offer free delivery. And it made it a lot more convenient for restaurants as well. So yes, we grew it to 80 offices by March 2020. And then in March 2020, I guess we all, have, we all know what happened. Uh, all those offices closed the same day. Wow. So we're at an event, we're signing people up, and then we get a phone call saying, hey, you know what? Like we're going to be closing the offices. We're thinking for about, about a month. Sure. We're going to be closed for about a month. Uh, we're like, okay. I mean, one office, we can, we can do this. And then we get another call and then another call. And then pretty soon, I mean, all 80 offices were closing. So I think something that a lot of leaders don't talk about is like those days right after that happened, like we were, you know, we're worried. We're like concerned what we're going to do. And as we took a step back, we're like, oh, how about we, I mean, what, what are the things that we're good at? Where can we help? And we started seeing, looking around and we saw a lot of those partners, whether restaurants or food trucks or people that we had been working with had also lost their customers mm. and they were trying to figure out how to stay in business. So we decided to look for ways to help them. We knew we weren't going to be delivering their food. So we offered to help them create an online store where they could offer pickup. Like, okay, we can, we can do that. Well, things reopen, right? About a month. So, <laughs> so <laughs> sure. uh, right. So we, we started looking at, at different ways of, of making that work. And one thing led to another, and we, we ended up helping this food truck here in Bentonville. It's called Rolling Tackle. Mm-hmm. We, we talked to them. They were one of the, the most successful food businesses that we were delivering food from at Luncher. But they had decided to close. And as we talked to them, they're like, hey, we have no customers. We're trying to figure out. I think we're going to sell the food truck. And I was like, hey, how about we do like once a week orders? Let's do like tamales. Do tamale Fridays. You know, mm-hmm. we, we just do once a week. You guys can prep them. We'll get you orders for pickup. And then customers can come pick them up and, you know, at least help you like stay open. At least open a few days. So um, they decided to try it. They, they got a few orders that first week, you know, a few more orders the next one. And pretty soon it got almost a thousand orders on the last time that they did it. Amazing. Which was, you know, huge for them. And they... I think they hate tamales now, but they but it was great for their business and they they had the opportunity to stay open. Now they're they're doing really well. They're thinking about opening a another uh, location. But what that did to us is it showed us that there was this huge need for businesses to find ways to receive orders. And as we dug deeper, it turns out that seventy four percent of small businesses don't have an e commerce store. Wow, which is huge. Uh, and then as we dug a little bit deeper, we found that through the pandemic, there was more and more people who decided to pursue their passions. They knew they, they had a day job, but they had a little bit more time to work on things that they love. So they started pursuing their passions and they started to sell things. And we saw that those people found Rejoicy to be the right place for them to create an online store, to you know, 
get that link on their social media and make it a lot easier for their customers to order. And, and I think it was through that transition and through those learnings that we found, okay, there is a, a market for, for Rejoicy. There's this thing that we can, that we can follow. And, and we also learned that for lunch or even now that things have reopened, the problem that we were solving for no, no longer as strong, right? Like people are not worried about leaving their job for an hour to have lunch. Like right. lo- just a lot more flexible. But when, when you look at the, I guess the uh, core of why we're doing luncher and why we're doing Rejoicy, it's it has persisted. And the idea with luncher was what if we give people an hour back so they can do things that they want to do, right? Like they don't have to go get lunch. We'll bring lunch to them. What what would they do if they have an extra hour in their day? And when you look at what we're doing with Rejoicy is what would people do if we make it easy to pursue their passion? And, and the reality is that at its core, it's still the goal is to help people do what they love. And, and it's, been, it's been awesome, right? We've been doing it for almost three years. Wow. And we're growing. That's awesome. Well, thank you all for saving Rolling Taco because <laughs> that's a real treasure for the community. And I, I don't think we would be the same without it for real. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love agree. this. As you were talking about luncher and, and about getting the extra hour, it is funny how time how things change values right yes that's what you would do with your hour now you would go get lunch you're getting out of the office it's great but i love that you're helping folks pursue their passions now i love y'all's story and you know i once had a a very bright leader that i worked for or worked with this guy tom coy and he said james sell your problems and he would tell me that there was no problem that whether it was self-created, lots of those, or, you know, forced on me by some other way that couldn't be reoriented and, and sold. So in many ways, he was the first person, even though this was in corporate world, to teach me about what we as startups call pivots. Yes. Uh, so in the world of pivots, I would say it's a vast understatement <laughs> to say that yours is a clear and compelling one. Yes. Uh, there's not a lot of pivots that I hear about in startups that are really pivots. Mm-hmm. That's a pivot. Yes. Yeah, we, we had to pivot. And here's the thing, right? It's, I think as startups, we have one reason to exist, and that is to solve problems. Sure. So I think, you know, the something that the pandemic did and this, you know, new reality is doing for us is that it's revealing a whole new set of problems that we can go solve that we didn't have before or that they weren't as as deep. So I think pivots are really just the reaction of what is the biggest problem that we can solve with the team that we have, with the expertise, the focus, and the thing that we want to do. And I think for us, it was it was kind of a a pull versus push thing, which is like, you know, we we didn't try to come up with a solution and then push it onto people. It was like, okay, what are your problems and what can we do to to solve them? And yeah. we knew that the problem was people didn't have a way to get orders. And if we could help them get orders online, which is where people were spending a lot of their time, uh, they could stay in business. And so that's what we did. That's very cool. I mean, you know, there's a lot of business opportunities like yours that came about during the pandemic. There's a number of them that fizzled out because they were solving temporary problems. Mm-hmm. And then there's ones like yours that have survived and thrived because uh, you're solving 
real problems that existed and then were vastly magnified by uh, the pandemic. And you came up with a magnificently simple solution to help grow small businesses. You want to talk about that a little bit, by the way, of, of what it is you actually do, how folks mm-hmm. build their website and so on. Just occur to yeah. me, we haven't talked about that. Yeah, 100%. So, so Rejoice is really, it's created to, to empower the passion of makers, bakers, movers, and shakers through the easiest e-commerce platform in the world. So what that means is we make it super easy for people to create an online store. They can create an online store in about a minute, but we also have tools to help them manage their business and to help them sell more. So tools that help them manage orders, that help them manage fulfillment, inventory, and then they also have the ability to transact within the platform. So, so really the, the idea is to take this problem that people have and that existing platforms are not quite solving. So if you think about the current players, right? Shopify, Wix, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you name them, right? There's uh, Squarespace. All these are great platforms, but they weren't made for the passion economy. They were made, you know, for direct-to-consumer brands. They were made for uh, people who who wanted to do drop shipping, for photographers, for for uh, for this new era of like the passion economy of people who want to make a living out of the things that they love mm-hmm. and that start most of the time in their community. They start locally. These platforms don't quite do the the job, or they're too hard. So for us to make it super easy for them to get started, they can start their site in one minute and they can be selling in less than 10 minutes. Like that is, that is a core and like our North Star of what we want to do. And, and the opportunity that we see is, is vast. And I think we'll, we'll continue to grow because it's focused on, on this shift that we're seeing in, in, in our economy where people want to do what they love. And, and now I may have to give you a little bit more of a background story, but like, yeah. Um, you know, if you think about the, the 1800s, we used to farm mm-hmm. and we used to focus on, you know, farming enough calories to survive. And if we had a few extras, we would go and sell them. Right. And then in the 1900s, because farming became a lot more efficient, people got the opportunity to go and work in factories. So we had this, this great invention called the corporation. Right. Which <laughs> is this oh, idea yes. of like, you can, you Heard can go, that. you can go into, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of problems with the corporation. But there's also a lot of good things, right? Like people could actually go and earn a salary. And like you, you could go into one place and, and work and you would get paid. And uh, they needed people. Corporations mm-hmm. needed people to survive. That was the, the fuel. Well, as we've grown and, and, you know, become a lot more efficient at corporations, now corporations need a lot less people, right? So a lot of the things that could be automated either have been automated or will be automated over the next few years. I mean, look at chat GPT. And I think there's a, there's a lot of things that are, are safe anymore, but what is safe is people's passions. So when you think about the, the things that you love and the things that you're really good at, for the most part, there's a market that you can now reach with those things in the, a market that you can serve that is hard for a large corporation to come and compete with because it's so niche. So I think having the, the ability to pursue your passion is no longer just a, a nice to have or something that you would have to choose between like, okay, making a living or pursuing your passion. But now it's a necessity. Yeah. Like being able to do those things is something that we're just going to need. And, and we want to feel that. We want to, we want to serve those customers. Yeah, you know, I remember growing up and through even most of my adult life, people talking mm-hmm. about, oh, just do whatever you're passionate about and everything else will work out. You'll be real broke. 
Yes. Uh, they yes. didn't tell you that part. You'll be real broke. But I love this that you're saying now it's a necessity. So we've talked about a pendulum sw- switch. Swing. Swing. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. You know, during the pandemic, really, you were saving businesses. Now Uh you're helping people live out their passion and dreams Mm -hmm. and thrive. That's real economic development. That's what I mean about this show. When I say at the top part, we're talking with the leaders that are sparking the rise of Bentonville. You're living it and doing it. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk about post-lockdown life, 2021 and 2022, what's happened for Rejoicey since? So it's been, it's been a wild ride, um, but a great one too. So my co-founder and I, uh, Luke Brown and, and I started Rejoicey officially at the beginning of 2021. So we started with a couple of small pilots. We were working with, with some of the five small businesses in, in Northwest Arkansas. And then we found a couple of problems to solve with some of the larger businesses in, in mm-hmm. North Star. So we worked with Tyson. Tyson has this company store that they have to really serve their employees. Is this store where employees can go and buy products from, from Tyson at a reduced price. And they're, you know, they're the same quality stuff they're making every day, but now they get to go and buy it. And they had closed it because, you know, during the pandemic, they couldn't let people into the store. So we saw an opportunity to help them offer pickup. So they, they started offering pickup for their employees and people could go in and pick up from there. And it was a similar thing that we were seeing with the small businesses is like, okay, they, they don't have a way to capture orders, but they also want to offer pickup. So we, we solve it for, for those, those businesses. And then pretty soon we saw that there was a way to help them not only take orders, but also manage their business. So as we started tapping more into that and, and focusing on, on who we were serving, we started growing. So we have, we're nearing a thousand businesses now on the platform, wow. which is, is pretty cool. And, and it's been, it's been a huge learning. It's been, you know, we've had to do the drunken walk of, you know, months were, you know, great growth. And then some months were, we're like, do we even know what we're doing? And, uh-huh. but I think it's, there's such a big learning in those things. And especially as you're building a technology product, like, Serving customers and finding out what they need or whether, you know, your solution is, is solving their problem or not and being able to go back and, you know, fix it as quickly as you can and coming back and narrowing down who you're serving and the, the pain points that you're solving is such a, such a big exercise. So we've been able to do that. But we've also been able to uh, recruit some amazing talent from, from the region. So mm. we have five people on our team now in most of most of our team is alumni of amazing companies here in Northwest Arkansas. I spent about five years at Walmart in merchandising. We have my co-founder and also our chief experience officer, uh, Erica Lewis. They both uh, are alumni of Brave Unit. Oh, wow. And I mean, we just have really, really solid team. And it's been really quite a journey of being able to start something and then have other people believe in it. And then have customers actually get value from it. So yeah, 2022 has been an amazing year. We've grown over 300%. And then uh, we're, we're set up to have an even better next year. So we're, we're excited. That's fantastic. Congratulations. I also love that hearing your team are made up of uh, you know, or alums or alumni of, mm-hmm. of other companies uh, yeah. in the community. Whether it's you know a company the size of Rev Unit or mm-hmm. the world's largest startup, Walmart, yes. 
you know, talk about, I think you also did Techstars. Was it last year or this year? So at the beginning, so end of last year, beginning of this year. Okay. So we graduated from Techstars at the end of February, which was an amazing experience. So we, we got the invitation to apply to Techstars, which is uh, one of the most competitive accelerators mm-hmm. in the world. And, and by accelerator, I mean, like it's this, they're a company that focuses on picking the, the most promising startups mm-hmm. and helping them grow faster. Uh, and accomplish, you know, what you would accomplish in a year or more in three months. So um, we we went through the the interview process and we got selected to, to be part of the Techstars Seattle, which is the most successful group out of all the Techstars. So we were really excited to to be part of, of Techstars Seattle. And we, yeah, we were there with another 12 companies, three months, huge learnings. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. That's really cool. So, you know, a lot of accelerators use accelerators as mm-hmm. a means of attracting companies to their communities, us included. We've got a number of accelerators here. Uh, you went to Seattle to go to Techstars. Mm-hmm. How come you are still here in Bentonville? Well, that's a great question. So I think it's it's twofold. So one is we love Northwest Arkansas. We know this is home and and this is a very special place. Uh, for many reasons, and I can I can touch on, on those. But we knew we wanted to come back. The reason why we were going to Seattle was there is definitely an expertise in e-commerce there mm-hmm. because of, you know, an, an, a company that we'll go and mention. <laughs> no, because of Amazon, right? Like they, sure. they have some some great mentors there that we wanted to, to be able to meet and, and learn from and have them challenge uh, some of our assumptions. So we, we wanted to do that, but we also wanted to go and represent uh, Northwest Arkansas. Like this is such a gem of, of a place and we have amazing talent and being able to go and show, you know, a, a big city that has a huge focus on, on e-commerce and retail, that there is talent and there's, you know, really, really cool things happening in Northwest Arkansas was also really important to us. So that's an, another reason why we wanted to go to Seattle. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you encountered any of the Northwest Arkansas Council's ads while you were there. I did. But, oh, that's great. Yes, I did. Uh, I don't even know which ones they're running there, but uh, those ads are always pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in this huge world of places where you could you could build a company anywhere, and especially now that you can be mostly distributed with many of your functions of perhaps mm-hmm. even of a company such as yours. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what advantages does Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas provide for startups and their founders? So I think uh, there, there's uh, a number of them. I, I would say for number one is the, the ability to tap into some really great talent very easily, right? You can go to any coffee shop in Northwest Arkansas and meet with executives that serve in, you know, one of the three Fortune 500 companies, or in many of the the consumer packaged good supplier companies in North Starkers, I think over mm. 1,500 of them have offices here. So being able to to meet with high caliber professionals is, is is a big one. I think quality of life is very safe. It's it has some amazing parks. We have a couple of daughters, like I said at the beginning. Yeah. Like being able to be in a place like this you know, with a family is, is something that we, we feel very fortunate about. But I think another one is there is this 
feeling this, I don't know, I don't know how to, how to uh, call it, but like there's this energy happening in Northwest Arkansas that it feels almost like the Renaissance. <laughs> like it's no, this, I know what you mean. This yeah. is like feeling like this, you have big companies, but you also have this growing number of startups and there's like things being created and made. I mean, like just almost right in front of us, there's this airport that is focusing on the future of mobility. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen, you know, autonomous driving vehicles being tested everywhere here. And like, I mean, you, you just, yeah. there's something really special happening in Northwest Arkansas that it's hard to replicate anywhere else, especially with this size. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's interesting. You described that as hard to replicate anywhere else because that's the same description that folks who are really paying attention say about places like Silicon Valley and Austin. No, you can't become the next either one of those because, well, as I say to folks, there's, first of all, there's two things you must accept if you do. Number one, you have to take all their problems. Hey, let's create our own. <laughs> That's right. And, and number two, <laughs> you can only accept being second best mm-hmm. because you're trying to be them. But I forgot what I was saying. You, know, you, you were talking about the how North Arkansas is uh, hard to replicate. Oh, yes, that's it. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, it's just like in those places, this isn't something that somebody set out and built overnight, right? It's in the DNA of the place. It's the culture of the place. It's the DNA and culture as it's been molded by the 64% of people that have moved here that aren't even from the state, that weren't born in the state of mm-hmm. Arkansas plus the people who are already here. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the the DNA of Sam Walton and J.B. Hunt and Don Tyson and the companies that they built and the ecosystem around them and of, I'll call it the sort of the true retail ex- sort of mantra of, of if you're not my customer, you're somebody else's customer and I'm going to treat you amazing either way, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want to keep you or get you. And, and, and so much more that's happening. that it, it can't be replicated. Every place, by the way, should aspire to not be replicated, mm-hmm. right? They should aspire to be their own thing and the next best version of themselves every day. And I think that's, I think that's what we're, we're doing. Talk more about resources for entrepreneurs here locally. You know, across Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas, there's, uh, there's got to be a greater density than I've seen in most places of <laughs> Uh, programs, resources, organizations supporting entrepreneurs, support organizations, uh, sorry, re- supporting entrepreneurs and, and startup. How mm-hmm. have the, you connected into those and, and taken advantage of them? Uh, they've, they've been key to our success. And, and I mean, even taking the, the step of, you know, leaving corporate America and like pursuing a startup. So, I mean, Startup Junkie, I would say yeah. it, uh, it's been uh, key in, in a lot of the things that we've done, I think they've been there not only as mentors, but also as like coaches of like, do it, you know, like, uh, right. which which has been great. But I mean, we have so many, right? We have e for all who has been here for about a year. You have really all the, all those supporting groups in Northern Arkansas, which is there's, there's many of them. I think they, they all have like this strength that they're trying to focus on and they're trying to utilize to serve whether it's small businesses or it's startups or it's, you know, minority owned businesses. I mean, we have a new accelerator for women 
in femtech, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's like there are a lot of uh, great supporting groups, and I think we've we've definitely benefited from it. But I think it's is the fact that they can exist and that they they're able to find the support in in the funding because people who have the ability to help and do something are willing to listen. Yeah. I think that is that is uh, key here in, in North Struggle and that's what has made it amazing. I think we we definitely have a lot of work to do. I think we have now the the structure to to mentor and support. I think we're doing a lot more on the funding side. And I think that's getting better and we'll continue to get better. But having those pillars has been yeah, definitely huge for us. Yeah, you betcha. Let's flip the script mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> beyond the incredible impact mm-hmm. that you're creating for others through Rejoicy. How have you had the opportunity to give into that entrepreneurial ecosystem and startup community? Yeah. I mean, I think partnerships are key to what we're doing because there's already people who are trying to help the the customers that we're trying to reach. So people who are supporting the the passion economy, whether you know, I mentioned some some of the groups before, but like we we have a partnership with Forge, who does microloans for businesses, and they are a nonprofit, and they they give loans to businesses that wouldn't be able to get loans from from regular banks mm-hmm. at a much lower interest than you would get at a at a bank today, and it makes it possible for a lot of those businesses to pursue their passion. And then we can come in and support them in, you know, getting their business online and making it easier for them to manage it and helping them transact. And, and I think by partnering with, with these groups, we've been able to not only create really good relationships, but also find, find this group of customers, really get to know them deeply, right? Like we, we try to not only know our customers in, in the time that they spend on our platform, but like, what is their life like? Like, okay, you know, our customer had to take care of their kids, you know, in, in the morning. And then, you know, she went and took them to school. And then she had a one hour time where she was able to go and look at her orders. How do we make that easier for her? Because then she's going to have to go and, you know, run errands and, you know, go into her day job. And I mean, like, there's all these things and like understanding what is, what is their day like? Mm-hmm. Uh, is huge in tapping into this into the community is really what's enabling us to meet and go deeper into, into that relationship. That's cool. I mean, getting to know your customers on that mm-hmm. level takes a lot of work. It's, I think the term is ethnographic <laughs> discovery is the phrase I'm going to use to describe that. And it's all about just getting into their shoes and understanding what mm-hmm. life is up to, because you don't want to, you want to be additive, not additive in a way that's more work. You want to be additive to their life, not to the things that they have to right, do, right? Right, 100%. It's like, what is the job that they need done, right? Like yeah. in, the, in the words of Clay Christensen, yep. Perfect. Uh, it's like, okay, what, what is the job that we can help them solve? And they're hiring something else to do the job today. So how can we do that job better so they can go on with their lives and they can just be, you know, successful. They can, you know, we can be additive. We can be the little flower in, in Mario, you know, like <laughs> the flower. Now you have superpowers. That's what we want to be. Well said. How should other startup founders who might be out there and might not be in Bentonville be thinking about Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas and perhaps whether they should have some sort of presence here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think people should look at Northwest Arkansas through the through the lens of 
opportunity, right? I think there's been uh, different times, different areas in in our country that have been flooded with people because there there's something special there. Mm-hmm. I think as people who are you know interested in e-commerce and retail, people who are interested in in products, people who are interested in the future of work, people who are interested in med tech, like mm-hmm. there's these things that for for all those people, Northwest Arkansas is the right place. Northwest Arkansas is the place that will attract all those things because it has the right ingredients to help those businesses succeed. And I'm sure there's there's other areas, but I can for sure say that if if you're a business who is in, in those areas and you're not in Northwest Arkansas, you're not getting all the all the tools to be successful. You're like leaving some of those great resources on the table. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Can you think about back when you first came here, what did you think Bentonville was going to be or Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas? What, what did you think you were getting into? And then what was reality? Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting. So my, the first time I came to the U.S., I mean, I was to, to Northwest Arkansas, I was 15. Oh, wow. So it's been, you know, I'm going to age myself now, but it's been what, 17 years. <laughs> and when I first came to the U.S. and I first came to Northwest Arkansas, I was, I mean, it's a shock, right? A Mexico City, where this, you know, mm-hmm. where it came from, is 22 million people. You know, it's a pretty, pretty big, and you know, the infrastructure is is there and everything. And coming to North Arkansas, it was a shock in the sense that there was a lot more space and a lot yeah. less people and like a lot less, you know, infrastructure. No, you know, public transportation. You know, it's <laughs> right. uh, very, yeah, very limited. So, you know, that was that was the first, the first thing that I saw. But even, I mean. Five years ago, you know, 10 years ago, like Northwest Arkansas was very different. And I mm-hmm. think over the last, you know, 10 years, five years, it has become this, this hub of innovation in this place where, you know, a lot of that infrastructure is being created in, in things that, you know, you would only see in big cities, you know, whether, you know, it was being done or supported, like they're here, they're in, in Northwest Arkansas. So, you know, when, when I've when I first came, I never imagined that Northwest Arkansas would become what it is today. Yeah. And, you know, I think about as an, as we continue building mm-hmm. our infrastructure out even further, a, a real advantage that we have over is that if the infrastructure wasn't there in the first place, mm-hmm. we don't have to build on outdated infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. <laughs> we get point. the new stuff right uh-huh. away and and we don't suffer from not being able to get to what's new and best right now. And so, yeah, it's been remarkable just in the two years I've been here to see how quickly things have changed. I, I can't fathom five years ago because I wasn't here, but the, everybody I talked with is like, oh man, it was so much different. Looking into your crystal ball, where do you see, where do you see the future? I don't know, maybe we can't look past five years, but the next five to eight, 10 years, what do you see Bentonville looking like or being uh, like? Yeah, I think... I think Bentonville will continue to to grow as this this place where where people want to come to to pursue hard things because hard things don't have to be hard things can be simpler here which mm-hmm. I mean it doesn't mean they're easier but they can be simpler like I think the the community and the infrastructure and the the organizations in place make it simpler to get things done and. I foresee that, that that's going to continue to happen. And I think some of the investments that are being done in not only in startups, but I think in, in medicine and in, uh, in transportation, 
I think we're going to see a, a very different, like even like urban feel in the city within, within that time. And I, you know, I, yeah. I jokingly talked about the Renaissance, but I think there is something about that. And, uh, you know, that, that was part of the name of Rejoice was like, you know, like the, the Renaissance of joy, the revolution of joy, you know, the, the, the idea that this is a, a special place. And I think there's a, an opportunity to pursue your passion and pursue hard things in a, in a way that is not possible somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, and I also think that we're kind of in this place where we're still close to the beginning of the growth curve. Mm-hmm. And as a, putting on my entrepreneurial hat, if I'm going to be somewhere, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be over the top or even at the top, right? Where you're starting to slide down the other side. I want to get all that upside. It's, it's a very exciting time to be here well, well into the future. Let's switch topics and get some advice from you before we wrap up or as we start wrapping up. Uh, let's, first, let's play a quick game of what I want to call rapid fire favorites. Ooh, um, what are some of your favorite things to do with your family in Bentonville? We love going to the parks. I think Osage Park is, is probably our favorite one. Uh, we've started playing pickleball. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I think doing that is one of our favorites, but trying new food in North Osarco, Arkansas, which uh, we have some amazing chefs and restaurants here. I so that, that's, that's a big one. And we also really enjoy going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're old school. So <laughs> actually going to the physical movie theaters is we great. We do too. We so love we tr- Skylight. Yeah, yeah. Skylight is great. So yeah. I think being able to, yeah, go to Skylight and you know, order food and get like experience. It's, yeah, it's a favorite of ours. It's a great experience. Yeah. What about time with your wife? What's, What's your uh, Bentonville date night? So we, we've we been having more like dates during the day now because both of our kids are in, in school. So sometimes we'll, you know, we'll have a quick run to like one of the coffee shops, uh, Cafe 211. It's a oh, favorite yeah. They have the best hot chocolate I've ever tried. And so we, we, do, we do that more often now because we don't have to find the babysitter. But I think when we do get a babysitter, yeah, we... We go to one of the restaurants around here. We go to the movies. Again, like that's, uh, it's a big, we go, we go to the museum. So Crystal Bridges, mm-hmm. the momentary, like just walking around, like it's, it's so cool. And there's always something new to see or do. So yeah, it's pretty cool. There is, there is. I was just at Crystal Bridges with my family this weekend. It's like, I never thought there would be a time in my life where I would enjoy art so much. And there's always something new. I, we had brother-in-law and folks in town visiting. So, of course, we went to Crystal Bridges yeah, and, it, and other things. And it was great. What are at least three things every person should experience in Northwest Arkansas? I think everyone should everyone should go to the lake. I think that's, mm. I mean, we're in the Ozarks, right? Yeah. So, like, our lakefront is super, I mean, like, it's huge. So, going, going to the lake, I think, definitely is a, is a big one. I think going to the trails, even if you don't bike, like mm-hmm. being able to go to the parks and walk through the trails, I think that's really big. But I would say probably the third is going to a local business like during the day, you know, lunch hour and sitting and like listening to some of the conversations that are happening. I think it's fascinating just to hear like the the type of conversations that are happening in this place. It is. I think if you're, you know, I can... I probably equated to, you know, Silicon Valley and, you know, the 2000s. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like, you know, this, this idea of like a lot of people starting new things and really coming up with, with new ideas and discussing I don't know, interesting stuff. So yeah, that, that, that would be another one that I would suggest. That's cool. Uh, you know, there's a topic and we kind of talked about it a little bit a moment ago, but there's a topic that comes up as a regular discussion. It seems like more and more. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Here's mine. I made myself a few notes. And, and that is that most people think of Arkansas, the state, mm-hmm. as a Southern state, but it's surprisingly a very diverse state with distinct geographies, distinct people, distinct cultures, and a really rich history that's arguably underappreciated. And in my mind, nearly a hidden gem right in the middle of the country. Although I'll add that, you know, depending on which list you look at, one of the lists last year uh, or for this past year showed that the state of Arkansas was number one for net in migration. And then the part of the state that was, yeah, Mm -hmm. was number one within the state, of course, was Northwest Arkansas, you know, in the Benton County, I believe was number one where Bentonville is, right? But for Northwest Arkansas, many people more and more consider us to be Midwestern. And yet there's so much more. And so I kind of like to put it this way. I see us as kind of reach across the fence, help your neighbor that some folks might think of as Southern charm, but I think of it more as being part of small town. Mm-hmm. Because I think you can get that any in a lot of small towns, right? But all the entrepreneurial spirit of the West and all the good sense of the Midwest, and you know, because of all these people that we talked about earlier that are moving here, and so much so that we build a new school every twelve months. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is yep. amazing. We are both old and new, and as our friends at Visit Bentonville uh, like to say, we're a new American town. And so when you come to Bentonville, you find this rich and unexpected diversity of backgrounds and opportunities and experiences. And then on top of that, global connections. We punch Mm -hmm. well above our body weight. What are your thoughts on that? How do you describe Bentonville? I mean, I think that's a a great way to think about it. I think we have like, you know, I think the South is known for being like nice, but I think there's some kindness to Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, is set on I mean, I think there's a, a strong like religious background in the area. And I think there's, there's definitely that, that uh, is a good base to start with. But I think because there's so much innovation and because to your point, there's a lot of diversity. You have this diversity of, of thought and experiences just enriches the, the area. So, you know, which would be something that you would feel in, in Chicago, right? Yeah. And like, so it is a very interesting place. And, and I think a lot of it is, is due to the the size, but I think it's also because of the the background that is you know strongly set on good values, but also good sense. Hmm. That's that's really good. I, I think you're I think you're right. And people here have always had to work harder. Mm-hmm. You know, even before everything that's happening now. If you go back in the day, I mean, people here were tilling rocks. Mm-hmm. We're on the plateau of the Ozark Mountains, right? And so they just had to work harder from the beginning. And a lot of good sense probably came out of that. Tell me a story. Tell me this is a hashtag because Bentonville story, something that can only happen here or describes the essence of this place. Ooh, that, that is that's a good one. So early in our lunch days, I was trying to convince an executive to let us deliver to Walmart. And I had just left Walmart. So I was like, ah, you know, like, okay, right. I'm going to go and talk to this, this guy. So we went to, 
a local restaurant here. We show up, you know, I, I show him some of the things that we're doing and how we're, you know, making things super efficient. And then all of a sudden, Steve Bradsby's, who's now CEO of Haynes, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be, you know, an executive at Walmart, walks in and we say, hi, we've, we had seen each other, you know, within the Walmart. He asked like, hey, what are you guys doing? So I explained a little bit and he's like, oh yeah, like that would be great. <laughs> and that changed the whole conversation, you know, like that just opened the door for us to start delivering into Walmart and start doing these great things. And I don't know that that can happen in, in a lot of other places. We're just, you know, go to a local restaurant during lunch and you run into people that can make decisions and can change the trajectory of a business that quickly. So wow. that's really great. Hey, um, all right. Last few questions. Mm-hmm. If somebody's listening or viewing this podcast, I hope we have thousands. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, uh, and they want to reach you or or learn more about Rejoicey. How do they do that? So they can go to rejoicey dot com. That's R E J O I C Y dot com. Mm-hmm. They can uh, connect on LinkedIn. Edwin Ortiz. I'm I'm there. I post frequently. And yeah, I mean they they can always ask questions on our social channels. So we're we're very very plugged into. Instagram and now TikTok as well. So yeah, we, we can definitely chat. Very cool. In the, in the face of adversity, the highest, let me try this. It's advice time. Uh Or as I like to call it, how do we find that Edwin Ortiz spark? In the face of adversity at the highest level, I don't know, perhaps all of your business evaporating overnight. How do you keep your wits about you and maintain a positive attitude and Mm -hmm. just freaking figure it out. I think it's it's interesting, but I think we all have had, you know, this pivotal moments in our lives that really change the the way we we see things. So when I was 12, my parents had a, a car accident and they were unable to to work for a long time. So I took over family business. And you know, you could I could think of that as a very tragic moment, but you know, they're both alive. But, That's good. but yes, but I think the what was very pivotal about that is that it showed me that there's always a way. You can always find a way to make things work. Or I was able to keep the the business afloat and grow it and save money and move the family to the U.S. with that. And I was able to you know go to college and do like all these things that I, I didn't even know that were possible. And it was because you know there's always a way. And I think when you know when I have really hard things in the business. I realized I've done a lot harder things. And I think when we all think about it, like mm-hmm. we just survived the pandemic. Like if you're alive today, like you, you're doing really well. <laughs> so I think the, when you put things into perspective and you realize like all the good things that you have, I think the more you realize the good things that you have, the, the more you get what you're missing. And I think when you, when you decide to focus on what you're missing, you kind of lose what you have. So I think really focusing on, what, what are the things that I have? Be grateful for that. But then also realizing that we've done really hard things and it doesn't matter what comes along. We'll get through it. Excellent. Well, I think I know how you solve this next question. I'd still like to hear, you know, in those moments, though, the first part, what is something that your brain tries to convince you to do, but you just have to fight it and ignore it in those moments? Something that my brain tries to convince me to do, but I have to ignore it. So that's an interesting one. That's this one that I'm battling with. So uh, I'm a snacker, you know, like I, in working from home is, is bad, you know? So the, 
oh, you know, let's, I wonder what's in the kitchen. <laughs> I think that's, that's one that I, I battle with. But it's funny. It's just, you know, one of those that if you put yourself in, if, if you put yourself in the right environment, then you can, you can do better. So, you know, I try to not have snacks in the office and I try to find, find things that I can involve my kids in that, you know, will help me get out of the, out of the house and do something physical. So I think that's, that's kind of how I deal with the, what is my mind trying to convince me to do that I should probably not do? I think it's, yeah. Uh, uh, get, yeah. get the right environment, you know? Yeah. Oh, that is so smart in the right environment. I, I, I'm the same way. I've often thought, you know, can I get some kind of shocker that it knows I'm within a few feet of food and it just goes ahead and shocks me. How's this going to work? Hey, okay. One more question. What should I have asked you that I did not ask? I think you should ask me, why are we going to be successful? Why are you going to be successful? I think we're going to be successful because we are, we are extremely passionate about our customers. We're obsessed with the idea that people are special and that people have something to give to this world. And that if we make it easier for them to pursue their passion, that they're going to be able to do it. Love it. Sometimes I get scared when I hear because we're <laughs> passionate. But then when you say, because we're obsessed, we are, tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> Yours is a story, I think, that, you know, or, or a case study that ought to be in business books on how to make the the, the pivot and how to help other business leaders and really just try to help other folks first, it sounds like. And so, you know, thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Hopefully you'll write that book one day and write a whole bunch of, uh, you know, story or, or advice around it just for the sheer inspiration for folks. And, you know, really thank you for the businesses that perhaps you saved during the pandemic and for those you're helping build and thrive uh, today, as I said earlier. That's real economic development. And I, and I really appreciate it as an economic developer. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure and really an honor to be here with you. So Great, thank, thank you. you. Well, hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience for joining us once again. If you enjoyed this show, share it with your friends, however you would do that, uh, social media, email, text, or whatever works for you. And keep coming back to the Bentonville Beacon podcast to learn more about Bentonville in Northwest Arkansas, this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. And also visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to see all of our episodes and to learn more. And as always, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.